Welcome to Designer Discussions with Maria, Jason, and Miriam. Um, today, we're talking with Jason and Maria about Instagram marketing. Welcome to the Designer Discussions podcast. Tune in each week where we discuss marketing, branding, PR, and business advice for design professionals. Are you wondering where to start marketing your interior design business? We are opening the Designer Discussions Marketing Studio, a monthly series of in-depth, actionable content to guide your marketing, PR, and business development. We want to help you transform your business and elevate it to work with your dream clients. So this is a topic that we just did a webinar on. So uh, I'll have a link in the show notes for that webinar for you to see all we went over there. But this is going to be, I'm going to be high level and I'm going to also have Maria help me out because she's in the weeds of a lot of this stuff that I had talked about. So I'm going to let her add in there. But one of the reasons we actually talk about Instagram, because this is the most used platform by designers. Shortly after that, you also have Facebook, you'll have Pinterest. Uh, those are the main three, but Instagram in terms of designers is like is number one. And one of the main reasons why is because of the visual nature of the platform. So Instagram visually is, is where it's at. It's all about the imagery and storytelling. So when Instagram came out, and I'm going to say IG a lot as well. So when IG came out with reels and when they came out with stories, really IG became an, an area or a platform about storytelling. So you have to remember when you create your content, you have to keep in mind what story are you trying to tell? And when we went over the webinar, we began by saying, first, you want to make sure you know what strategy, what is the purpose of you having an Instagram account? What's the purpose and who's the audience? Okay. And you'll hear me say, anytime I talk about marketing, you'll always hear me say from the start, you have to know your audience because once you know your audience, now you can create content for your direct audience and the content is relevant for them. Also knowing your audience, we're going to talk a little bit later on about ads. If you ever want to run ads on Instagram, you have to know your audience because if not, you're going to waste a lot of money because you have to know who they are, what their interests are, the age, their likes, yada, yada, yada. But to know your audience is to do ads the right way. But in terms of content and IG, know what you're on the platform for and who your audience is. And then that's going to help you create the content for them. Now, this is a simple tip. It seems simple, <laughs> but I get amazed by how many designers do not do this. First of all, you need to have a business account, not a personal account, a business account. Why I say that? Because with a business account, you get access to all of the analytics and all of the data that you do not have on the personal side. And by having the access to the analytics, you can see what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, and how you need to tweak it to enhance it. Also on your profile, make sure you fill out every aspect of your profile. I'm amazed by how many designers do not actually have their profile completely filled out. For the username and name, you have up to 30 characters and you want to make sure that that name is memorable and easy searchable. For instance, if you are Mike Design, that may be your Instagram feed, but if you have Mike AZ 
T-Z-K or whatever that's hard to spell, <laughs> people may not find your Instagram feed. So you want to make sure that the name and the username is easy to spell, easy to find. So you're searchable in the algorithm. And whenever you have the bio, whenever you have the call to action, make sure you use up all the space because you want to utilize the keywords for SEO purposes and for search purposes as well. But you want to utilize all of that space. I'm amazed by how many designers may have a description and, and say, I'm an interior designer or I do design for XYZ. And they have so much more that they can fill out and explain. Because when you explain all of this, you're going to have keywords in there that others will search for and find you. And so that's why you want to utilize all of the space you have. So don't be in a hurry to complete the bio. Okay, so if you if you have a bio now, go back to it, look at it, make sure that you've used up all the space. And if not, take some time and rethink, what do I do? What do I really do and who my audience is? So you can reword that, re-optimize that so you can maximize space for the content in that area. So that's number one. Seems like a simple tip, <laughs> but it's really not. Honestly, make sure you complete and optimize the bio. Did the bio um, character count just go up a little while ago? I remember hearing about that. So maybe if you haven't looked at it in a while, go in and make sure that, because I do think you can use more characters now than before. And maybe a lot of people didn't um, didn't catch that. Yes. Good point. Good point. So the next one we want to talk about, if you have not ever analyzed your competition, make sure to do so. One of the reasons why you want to analyze competition, because you want to know the hashtags that they're using, you want to know, uh, you want to see what type of content they're producing, what's getting them a lot of likes, shares. So you can see if you have, if you have the exact same audience as the competition, which you should be looking at the competition that has an audience similar to yours. But you want to analyze that and you want to make a list of all of the competitors in your space. Next, after that, you want to build out the profiles and look at all of their posts, look at what their hashtags are, look at what they're doing stories about, what they're doing reels about, because that's going to help you. And then that'll help you to uncover strategies that you may not be using in your own, in your own account. So you may see a designer that does lighting. And you may see that their audience really likes to learn about lighting. And if you have that same audience and you're not talking about lighting, aha, you may want to talk about a little lighting in your content. So that helps you to what we call gap analysis to see where are the holes in your own content strategy that you may want to input. Don't be afraid and spend some time analyzing the competition because you're going to learn from them. And honestly, don't be afraid to reach out to them. Because there are times when you could do collaborations and Maria could talk about the collaborations she's had us do on Instagram and TikTok and all of that, that actually helps you out. So don't be afraid if when you make a list of your competitors and you analyze them, see what their likes are, their content is and all of that, hashtags and all. If you see information that you really resonates with you and y'all have the same audience, reach out to them. The only thing they can say is no. Don't be afraid to reach out and say, I actually enjoy what you have in there. Would you like to do a collaboration on X, Y, Z or yada, yada, yada? 
Um, I definitely think that each person should look at um, other designers, Instagram feeds that they like, and then look at the types of content that they're putting in their stories. Um, and then also kind of see what they're doing for their video content. The more broad you use content and you aren't super niche down to only one thing, the better it is for your business. So like Jason said, maybe someone really talks a lot about lighting or uh, posts a lot of floor planning and concept drawings, but you're not doing that type of um, items in your feed because you feel like it needs to be more curated, you could be missing out. Like you could be missing out on those job site walks where there's a picture of you on the job site that someone else is doing. So kind of look at those feeds and um, people who are doing it successfully and see what you could apply to your business. I think that's a really strong um, leveraging tool. Yes. And once you've reviewed the competition, now you have ideas for your own content. Because one of the things I'm asked a lot by designers is what do I post about? And that's one of the main questions I get is what do I post about? Now that I have an account and I've done all this, now what do I post about? Hopefully from the analysis of the competition, you've seen and you've helped to develop your content dynamics, what you're going to post about. But just some other ideas that we had talked about, do behind the scenes, uh, behind the scenes of your office, behind the scenes of your process, behind the scenes of how you work with a client. Because at the end of the day, you need to differentiate yourself from all the other designers. You do not want to be a me too designer. So what differentiates you is your process and how you work with your clients behind the scenes. So don't be afraid to talk a little bit about that. And then that helps with your potential prospects and clients out there that they see and hear and read about that. They get to relate to you on a different level. I'm often asked also about having in their personal information, having your kids and having your dog and having, you know, vacation stuff. Honestly, if you're comfortable with that, have it in there. We actually had Ariana on. One of the posts she had on was with her son. She explained that that post has so many views, so many likes, because there were a lot of her clients and prospects that related to that. And she received a lot of views off of just that one post that she's going to probably do more of that. So if you're comfortable having kids in there, dogs, you know, what your interests are, that helps others relate to you on a different level than other designers in the field. That's going to help differentiate you. Something else you want to do, UGC, user-generated content. As you're looking at the competition, you're seeing what they're producing and also what is liked a lot on their feed. And you can see from the user side what the users want to know. I just talked about if you saw if you saw a competitor had lighting in there, that may be user generated content that you want to have on your own feed. So reach out as you begin to produce your own content, have areas in there where you could communicate and engage with your audience so you can see what they're interested in. We actually had on our own side, we had an email a couple of weeks ago that asked us to talk about ads. And so we're going to do on a future podcast, we're going to do more on ads just because we want our listeners to know that we are listening to what they have to say. And we're going to produce content that they want to see and hear about. You need to do the exact same thing on your side. Engage with your audience so you can know what they want to hear and like and see. Then produce that 
they're going to, A, know that you're listening to them. They're going to want more of that information. They're going to share it because they now know that you're producing content that they want to hear about. Videos and reels. We had talked a little bit about that, and I'm going to let Maria talk on that too. Videos in terms of stories, in terms of reels, Instagram. One of the reasons that they are heavy on that now is because TikTok is blowing up left and right. Instagram is honestly trying to play catch up. Stories and reels should be an aspect of your content dynamics of what you are producing your content. And I'm going to let Maria talk a little bit about that. So we're going to try to stay high level today um, on reels and video for your business um, because it, it, it's it's very hard because the way that they are uh, using it changes every day. But then one thing I want to let you know is you don't have to be um, in front of the camera for every single one of your reels. In fact, I'd say one out of every eight should have your face in it. Um, you can easily pan over a beautifully styled coffee table and have text over the top of it that says a perfectly styled coffee table has a tray, some books, and three accessories. And that would be an incredibly successful reel over on Instagram or even TikTok. Um, People are wanting to watch videos that teach them, um, help them to feel smarter for even knowing who you are. And realistically, I think one of the things we should start looking at is how to leverage reels to execute the things that we're already doing. So one uh, designer I saw had an excellent application of this. Um, They had this gorgeous room, just stunning. It's so beautiful. And how can you use one video of someone walking from like the back door of a um, mud room and then like panning around the room more than once? Well, it's pretty easy, you know, to just walk into the room and have an audio play and you kind of just create this experience. But then when someone asks the question, what paint color is that? Then they respond to that question with a video and it the video is that exact same video they used before, but then they have in type text over the top what that paint color is. And in saying the interior design paint color for this room is they're creating a great searchability um, within their content that the computer is reading because each and every post we make teaches the computer and the algorithm who we are, what we're doing. And so as they're reading what is happening, you're answering people's questions, you're responding with a reel, that reel has video um, and has the paint color in it. They will boost all of that activity much greater Another thing that's excellent about that is that the person who sees that video will immediately follow you because you're giving away paint colors and they can see what the room looks like with the name of the paint color over the top of it, then they are going to save that content. And when they save that content, the algorithm and the computer is sitting there going, wow, this person is so valuable to me. I need to really keep them on my platform. And so what we're wanting to do is um, just 
kind of create more of a um, an experience, design experience within Reels for designers, um, but keeping it simple, letting you know you don't have to be in front of the camera, and they can actually be incredibly effective um, and efficient videos for your business. Right now, we're in the habit of taking photographs and doing stories. So the only difference is instead of the habit being just the photos, you're going to need to take some short format videos. But when you know which ones you need to take, it's going to be no different than having a shot list when you walk into a photo shoot. So if you can do one, you can do the other and we'll get you set up for that. Um, Anyway, that's what we've been doing over here to try to help people with reels. And it seems to really be helping. Um, The biggest tip and trick, though, that um, is out there is don't post your videos to your feed. You have a button that can be slid over. It's going to be blue when you're getting to the point to post that video. Instead of going to your feed, post it off feed. When you post off feed, it goes out to people. You get about 50 views per like that you get. So if you get 100 likes, you're going to see 5,000 people are going to see that video. So after they see that video, then you'll get new followers. And then a few days later, your video will get back out to your followers, or you can share your videos to your followers and your stories. And I know it seems like it's just a whole lot of stuff, but it actually isn't that hard once you understand it. And um, we're here to help in whatever respect we can to try to help y'all through Reels. If you heard what Maria just talked about, she actually touched on one of the other things I'm asked about a lot. How do I get more followers? And it's all about if you head back to what we talked about originally, knowing what your strategy is, why are you on the platform to begin with, knowing your audience and then producing content for them. And if you replay what Maria just talked about in terms of the tips on how to produce the content, all of this will help you increase followers. In terms of ads, like I said, we're going to do a webinar on that. But ads, the way to really have success in ads is you have to know your audience. Because if you do not know your audience, you're going to waste a lot of money. We'll touch on that in a future podcast. But just at a high level, remember what we went over today. Know your strategy and the audience. Have to know that. Analyze the competition because they're going to hand you a lot of information. They're going to fill in the gaps in your own content strategy. So that's going to be a gap analysis to help you understand what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, what you need to do more of. And then the content dynamics, what me and Maria, really Maria talked about in terms of the tips to help you create good content to get more followers. So that's all we want to talk about today. If you have any questions at all, we are here to help. Feel free to reach out and we'll be happy to help you. And we hope to see you all here next week on Designer Discussions. Are you wondering where to start marketing your interior design business? We are opening the Designer Discussions Marketing Studio, a monthly series of in-depth, actionable content to guide your marketing, PR, and business development. We want to help you transform your business and elevate it to work with your dream clients. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Designer Discussions. What was your takeaway? Care to share your thoughts and tag Jason, Maria, and Miriam on social media? You can find them on all platforms at designerdiscussions.com. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave a review or comment for this episode from wherever you are listening.